A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Just had to make it to 2021. And right on cue, everybody has gone insane. Oh my God. The, the solemn remembrance that we had yesterday in this country is now out the window and insanity is running wild. I don't even know who that person was. This is some TikToker or something who's. Holy f- shit, you guys! Yeah, what happened? I'm driving a car. I just I'll, got a notification that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Fuck. Jesus. Could this year get any worse? Ruth, you just had to make it to 2021. Ah! Ruth, you just had to make had broken people, this has done worse. I mean, apart from the sadness of losing a person who's got a very distinguished career, etc., now we're at the point where, I don't know why you do it to yourselves if you're on the left, why you get these pipe dreams into your head and then solidify them in your mind to something that now has to be, and they're unrealistic and they're crazy. You needed, you needed to believe that Hillary was going to win no matter what. There's no way he, she couldn't. Then you needed to explain it away with Russians. And then you needed the Mueller report to mean something that it didn't. And then you mean you needed uh, for for this, for for Trump to not, for RGB to stay alive, RBG to stay alive, and then Trump to not um, 
to in Republicans to be afraid to how dare they because if you're so you're so oversensitive and you're so upset that they better not how dare they the, the Republicans better not because you're so upset better not replace Ginsburg and here's the facts uh, are the these is that the Republicans won the majority in the Senate and the Republicans won the White House and the they are then uh, entitled <clears throat> They're entitled to nominate, <coughs> sorry, nominate um, Supreme Court justices, and their Senate, led by the Senate Majority Leader, is entitled to uh, schedule a hearing and execute the hearing, and he's uh, entitled to have a vote. Now, I understand that Mitch McConnell lied to you in 2016. That's life. Elections have consequences. You can. I don't. I mean, I didn't like the 2016 thing. I think they should have given him. A, uh, should have given um, Marclay Fanchag, whatever his name was. I think they should have given him a, uh, hear, uh, a hearing. Right. You and I both said this in right. 2016. Just but, vote on the guy. He wasn't going to be a Supreme Court justice. Right. Let's be and honest. So that's the, the that's end. a fictional narrative. Nothing that Mitch McConnell. Did, you know, him holding the vote or not holding the vote was irrelevant because Mer- they were going to vote down Merrick Right. Garland so essentially, regardless. McConnell saved people from some heartache because the Republicans were not going to vote him in. They weren't going to give Obama Supreme Court justice. Why? They he had could the majo- have nominated 50 people. He they- had a majority. So he had a majority. So there was no reason to do that. So um, and, and is that does that seem unfair in dirty politics? Yeah. Well, for frig's sake. Remember Demon Pass? Remember that? When uh, you know the, when Scott won, Scott Brown won his election. Instead of having the uh, Senate vote on the bill, with Nancy Pelosi just uh, uh, joined the, the the two bills, deem and pass. You know, essentially joined the two bills and made it make sense so that Obamacare could pass. And then remember, Obamacare didn't. It, the website two years later suddenly just didn't work. And you know what? It sucked to be you, didn't it? Well, you know, sometimes it sucks to be you too. As President Obama told us in 2016, elections have consequences. Or 2014, elections have consequences. That might have been 2008. No, it wasn't. Or, or was he it? may have, he may he said it most. Uh, it might have been 2010. He said it to Eric Cantor. I mean. um, so here's the, the the thing: is that you're right. Lindsey Graham said that he would never. He would think that a president shouldn't in his last year do this. He lied. These guys. These guys lie. All of the Republicans now have taken the Democrats' position from 2016, and the Democrats have taken the Republican position from 2016, including Barack Obama. Well, so not to mention, be, though, be grown up enough to just to deal with that. That's what's going on now. You know, everybody has changed the position of where they are. Barack Obama, in 2016, very much thought that he should get the chance. I have fulfilled my constitutional duty. Now it's time for the Senate to do theirs. Presidents do not stop working in the final year of their term. Neither should a senator. There you go. He's standing up there with Merrick Garland, you know, telling the people what the, that the that the Republicans absolutely have to do their job and cycle his guy through. You know, and this is this is you can lay this right over what um, what Obama. I mean, what, what the situation that Trump is in. They, they just switched places. Because our Supreme Court really is unique. It's supposed to be above politics. It has to be. And it should stay that way. Right. Should stay that way. 
I don't know if it uh, if it has to be or if it should stay that way or uh, I don't know. But, you know, once again, just going by what Obama said then, you know, he had feelings on this stuff and his feelings are right in line with Donald Trump's. Let the American people uh, watch him. Let him answer questions in front of uh, the voters, Republican and Democrat and Independent, and then call a vote. Right. Sounds good enough. I believe essentially that's what's happening right now or what's going to happen now. And for, to say that, yeah, that but McConnell said you couldn't do it in his election year. First of all, McConnell's a Republican. De- Obama was a Democrat. So McConnell shut the thing down then. It's mean. I understand that. But that's politics. You win. The winner gets to do things. About what is supposed to happen now. When there is a vacancy on the Supreme Court, the President of the United States is to nominate someone. The Senate is to consider that nomination and either they disapprove of that nominee or that nominee is elevated to the Supreme Court. Historically, this has not been viewed as a question. Uh, There's no unwritten law that says that it can only be done on off years. That's not in the constitutional text. I'm amused when I hear people who claim to be strict interpreters of the Constitution suddenly reading into it a whole series of provisions that are not there. Uh, There is more than enough time for the Senate to consider in a thoughtful way the record of a nominee that I present uh, and to make a decision. We're going to find somebody who is an outstanding legal mind, somebody who cares deeply about our democracy and cares about rule of law. Uh, There's not going to be any particular position on a particular issue that... (laughs) Oh, please. By the way, once again, (laughs) this is Obama in 2016. The last year of his presidency, Scalia died. Obama's saying, Senate, get ready to do your job. Uh, determines whether or not I nominate them, but I'm going to present somebody who indisputably is qualified for the seat, and any fair-minded person, even somebody who disagreed with my politics, would say uh, would serve with honor and integrity on the court. Uh, Now, Part of the problem that we have here is is we've almost gotten accustomed to how obstructionist the Senate's become when it comes to nominations. So in some ways, this argument is just an extension of what we've seen in the Senate generally, and not just on judicial nominees. Should we interpret your comments just now that you are likely to choose a moderate nominee? Would you consider? No. Okay. I, 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 uh, I, I, I don't know where you found that. You shouldn't assume anything about the qualifications of the nominee, otherwise, other than they're going to be well qualified. About what- so there you go. So there's Obama in 2016, essentially laying out where we are um, at, at this moment. Now, um, it, was, it wasn't just uh, Obama. It was the Democratic nominee right now, Joe Biden, who had something to say about this. Stood by President Obama as he fulfilled his constitutional responsibility to nominate to the Supreme Court of the United States Judge, Chief Judge Merrick Garland, someone eminently qualified. If you notice, you've heard no one 
no one question his integrity. You've heard no one question his scholarship. You've heard no one question his open-mindedness. You've found no one to find any substance of criticism of Chief Judge Merrick Garland. I've known him for 21 years. I'm telling you, you will have a great difficulty finding anyone, which makes this all the more perplexing. As the President said, Chief Judge Garland deserves a hearing, just as a simple matter of fairness before we talk about the Constitution. But it's also a matter of the Senate fulfilling its constitutional responsibility. Very forcefully said. And yet weeks ago, my friends, and they are my friends, Republican senators, announced that whomever the nominee might be, they intended to abdicate their responsibility completely. That what they say today, what they said then, what Republican senators say they will do, in my view, can lead to a genuine constitutional crisis born out of the dysfunction of Washington. Well, there we go. And we avoided that, thankfully. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't see this is straight up. And I understand. First of all, I, I have very little patience now for some, especially grown men and including some who are on social media uh, who are in their 70s now saying, I hope a decent Republican knows how unfair this is after what McConnell did. <laughs> What are you, new to politics? Really? We have to hold your hand through this thing? This is politics. This is manipulation. This is lying. This is omitting words. I've got a column, an editorial coming out. When is it coming out? Is that Monday or tomorrow? I've got on uh, to Monday, actually. It's in the Sun, in probably the Boston Herald, that talks about this. But even, even before the Supreme Court stuff came out, there are lies and, and maneuvers in politics. And there's, uh, you know, there there are cheats and there are manipulations. And at the end of the day, though, neither team takes its foot off the gas. They never do. They never do. And if you think Democrats have, that's absolutely BS. Like I said, deem and pass. You know, this, uh, the, the rapid, already completed, pre-completed template for the impeachment. Now, this is the all the impeachment hearings and the leaks of the press. It's always been pedaled to the metal. You know, Democrats are not afraid to do this stuff. You saw what they did to, to Kavanaugh uh, two years ago. It was disgusting. So don't come over and say, all, all, all blushing and, and flutters, oh my God, I can't believe Mitch McConnell, these are underhanded tactics. Yeah, no kidding. It's Washington, D.C. politics. This is how it is. And that's what I, I can't believe. I have folks close to me who are in the media business who say, Tom, I can't believe it. Though they're all liars, you say, Tom. They're all liars. Yes, they are. Why? How can you not understand this? Washington, D.C. is a town full of lawyers and politicians and hangers-on. Of course they are. My goodness. They're the worst. And I think that the left underestimates how, how much the way they acted during the Kavanaugh hearings is affecting this for conservatives. Um the because the message they sent during Kavanaugh, who was a totally non-objectionable Republican, and is probably in some ways on the more moderate side, um, the way they acted about him was so just out of line, inappropriate. We were dragging up 
every random person off the street who claimed to have some crazy dirt on Kavanaugh, these conspiracy theories brought forward by Michael Avenatti and and these women that he found, I don't even want to name them because I they clearly are in need of, you know, some kind of help and the whole and the way that they were abused um by the press and Avenatti and the, by the left bringing them forward and doing this stuff just to smear Kavanaugh and talk about him this way it it was so outrageous and even though I disagreed with how the Republicans handled Merrick Garland the idea that that seat was stolen is ridiculous he was never going to be on the Supreme Court never and It doesn't even matter if I disagree with the way they handle Garland because there's now been four years of the Democrats behaving badly in the interim. And at this point, I just, I do want them to pick somebody. I do want Trump to nominate somebody and I want McConnell to push it through. I do. I want the person nominated and I want them seated on the Supreme Court. I think Trump should announce his pick on Monday. (laughs) This is a... Oh, sorry. Um... Oh, I think he should, too. And I think it should be... Well, I mean, it matters. There, there seems to be... Amy Coney Barrett seems to be in the front running. Um, I mean, he has although, a really good list. He has a yeah. list of vetted, qualified people. He's not going to pick some whack job. It's not going to be Judge Janine. It's it's going to be fine. He's going to pick a qualified, normal person that probably any Republican president would pick. And um, any objections that anybody has are purely on the basis of process, which... Which is bunk. I thought it was bunk in 2016 when the Republicans wouldn't take a vote. And I think it's bunk now, the idea that they wouldn't take a vote. Um, I saw, and I don't know if this is true necessarily, so don't quote me on this, but somebody said that RBG herself was confirmed in 42 days mm-hmm. f- from the time when her nomination was announced until she was um, confirmed. And But, I mean, I'm not sure if that in particular is true, but I know people have been confirmed in ways shorter uh, spaces of time i think the shortest one's like 19 days or something it, it, there's plenty of time to do it it's not unprecedented he already has the list of qualified people he doesn't have to go through some big process he's like vetted a lot of these people already and interviewed them because he has already filled two seats just go ahead and do it that that's my feeling and i honestly the the bad behavior during kavanaugh has has made me much more willing to say just go ahead and do it and who cares yeah that the Kavanaugh thing last time was absolutely disgusting and to do it with his family there to rip him apart at one point remember they stormed off even before the Blasey Ford part right they you know there was no reason to bring Blasey Ford in it's ridiculous to think that we're talking about a high school party you know where it it was just crazy and then they brought the the whole thing about uh, gang rapes or some the whole thing was dumb. But this this behavior is crazy. And, and now you've got Democrats, mainstream Democrats and liberals and and just, you know, just people out there saying we're going to take to the streets. We're taking to the streets. Who is this guy? Uh, Ch- uh, Ryan Parker. Do you know who that is? I'm not He's sure. a blue check. Um, oh, God. No, he's one of the ones that says RBG greeting Chadwick King. Chadwick greeting RB, RBG. Okay, yeah, and Queen. this is funny because I uh, didn't realize I saw these people mentioning RBG and Chadwick meeting in heaven, and I was very, I was like, who's Chadwick? What are all these people talking about? 
as it turns out, it took me forever to figure it out, but they're referring to Chadwick Boseman, who's an actor from uh, the Black Panther movies, who died recently also of cancer. I mean, cancer sucks. I'm sorry that it's taking these people, but the weird elevation to sainthood of random pop culture figures is so bizarre to me. Here's another one. Simi, Sima Sistani. Do you know who she is? She's no. a blue check mark. I started crying and my kids were like, what happened, mom? I told them a hero died. My son says, you mean like Iron Man? I said, no, like Wonder Woman. Great. There's another one. Michelle Tafoya. I do know her. She's a sideline girl in the NFL. I hope Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Antonin Scalia connect in heaven to renew their friendship. In spite of their differences, we could all learn from their relationship. We can have differing views and still be friends. That one's not terrible. Um, yeah, I'm not Alexander. Um, okay. Alexandra Lee Caps just told my 10-year-old daughter about RBG. She had tears in her eyes. That's great, by the way. Good job. I just told my 10-year-old daughter about RBG. She had tears in her eyes. And then she did the Wakanda pose and said, Ruth Conda forever. No, it's Ruth Conda forever because Wakanda forever is the Black Panther thing. Okay. Like Wakanda is the made-up African country. Okay. Uh, which she says, with Ruth Conda forever, which is the sort of pop culture crossover that I can celebrate. What really, really, you guys have to take this with the you have to go the therapy dog route every time something upsets you. The Ruth Conda forever thing is almost offensive, really. But okay. Well, yeah, I don't know much about uh, about uh, about her <laughs> about uh, about Wakanda and Black Panther. Yeah, no. Did I play Schumer already? No. All right, here's Schumer, um, um, 2016. The job, first and foremost, is for the president to nominate and for the Senate to hold hearings and go through the process. There you go. He's come around, apparently. <sighs> so, I mean, we'll see what happens here. I just think... It, people are taking this so bad, so badly, and just the worst possible way they could, that you're not doing anything. You're not helping. You're not helping. And the um, my adult son, uh, my adult son came in to tell us as soon as he heard the news. My husband came in crying, wearing his favorite T-shirt, which says "Notorious RBG." If your husband has a notorious RBG <laughs> shirt, then I think there's a lot in there's a lot in your relationship that has not uh, come to the surface. Um, <laughs> so, so what's going to happen here now that they've suggested that the left has suggested that if anything happens, if if anything happens, if Trump dares try to um, what's it ram down a nominee, mm-hmm. ram one down, of course, which is something only unique to Trump. Obamacare was not rammed down our throats. This nominee will be rammed down. If Trump dares to, then they're, they're going to take to the streets. It's like, there's no more room left in the streets. You and all the other crybabies and posers <laughs> and LARPers have been out there forever now. There's no more room in the streets. and We're going to ram down there. How dare he? No, Lindsey Graham set precedent. B.S. B.S. Lindsey Graham it's a set precedent. Lindsey Graham, I think, probably lied at the time. That's right. Sorry about that. And by the way, in 2016, when Mitch McConnell said, 
And you, when you say he said president, in 2016, when Mitch McConnell said, no, in an election year, we're not going to do it. Uh, sorry about that. Take a hike. It's not as if the left accepted it and said, oh, well, okay, as long as he promises. But you keep your word, right? Because, you know, in 2020, if something would happen, they didn't accept that premise then. Now they're retreating back to something that they discarded long ago as BS, saying, no, look, look at the thing he said four years ago. No, it's not possible. Jesus. Come on. Well, yeah, and frankly, like, what they act as though nothing has happened in the intervening time during which they've slammed Lindsey Graham at every opportunity. What does Lindsey Graham owe them after they throw slurs at him and there's, you know, homophobic slurs trending every time on Twitter that he comes up in the news? Like, why should he do anything that they tell him to do? What does he owe to them? And remember, you want to know when this started. This started when Barack Obama could not negotiate with uh, with um, essentially Congress, could not negotiate successfully with the Republican Congress after he screwed up Obamacare and rammed it down the throats of the American people. He couldn't, he couldn't uh, bargain with Congress, which is on him to do. If you can't get along with Congress, well, then figure a way to get along with Congress. So the Harry Reid then, the majority leader of the Senate, then said, screw this. We're going to make it a, a 51 vote, um, 51 vote, uh, what's it called? Majority vote, mm-hmm. you know, um, to to pass nominees, et cetera, so that you don't stop them anymore, Congress. And, you know, that's how they did it. That was Harry Reid's workaround. And Republicans simply have been using that. First time, astonishingly, in her quarter century on the court, missed oral arguments. Now, we all wish her a speedy recovery. The doctors say that she is cancer-free, but... Chris Wallace with Lindsey Graham last year. There are reports that the White House has begun reviewing a possible short list of candidates to replace her as the chair of the committee that would vote on a replacement. Have you given any thought how you prevent this from becoming a political circus? Well, number one, I wish her well and hope she recovers and continues to serve for many years. But here's what will happen if there's a vacancy, no matter from the liberal wing of the court. There'll be a lot of pushback from the left. But my Democratic colleagues felt when they were in charge, we should confirm judges by a majority vote. They changed the rules to accommodate President Obama. They tried to stack the court. They never thought Clinton would lose. So what you're going to have is uh, Harry Reid and Chuck Schumer's desire to stack the court on their Democratic watches come, come back to haunt them. If there is an opening, whether it's Ginsburg or anybody else, I will urge the president to nominate a qualified conservative. And uh, hopefully those people will get through. That person will get through. And I expect it to be along party lines. And this is what happens when you change the rules. This has come back to bite them. I predicted it would. And uh, we'll see. I hope Justice Ginsburg serves for a long time. But if there's an opening on this court, I'm going to be hell-bent to put a conservative to replace whoever. uh First time. So there you go. Right. Let's go. I mean, they said it, um, you know, you, you played this game and the Senate stopped becoming a deliberative body and is now just a showboat body. Essentially, mm-hmm. people cut campaign commercials while standing up in the Senate. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they're, they're no longer what they were designed to be. And you've rigged the system. And unfortunately, your rigged system for you, unfortunately, is now occupied by elected Republicans. 
So you got what you you were fine. All of you people saying who changed your avatars to Ginsburg and are saying you're gonna take to the streets, you were fine when all this was going the other way. It's does it ever bother you being such freaking poor sports? <laughs> You've been such poor sports. No, it's the Russians did it. No, you stole it. No, oligarchies. No, emolument clauses. No, just just lose an election and freaking take it. <laughs> you don't need a dog for Christ's sake. Just take it. It's incredible, and this idea that uh, you're saying that the um, that the the Republicans lied, like Lindsey Graham, uh, you know, you're seeing this all over the place. That Lindsey Graham um, lied to you about about uh, nominees. A lame duck president, and if Ted Cruz or Donald Trump get to be president, they've all asked us not to confirm or take up a selection by President. Uh, Obama. So if a vacancy occurs in their last year of their first term, guess what? You will use their words against them. I want you to use my words against me. If there's a Republican president in 2016 and a vacancy occurs in the last year of the first term, you can say, Lindsey Graham said, let's let the next president, who it, whoever it might be, make that nomination, and you could use my words against me, and you'd be absolutely right. We're setting a precedent here today, Republicans are, that in the last year, at least of a lame duck eight-year term, I would say it's going to be a four-year term, that you're not going to fill a vacancy of the Supreme Court based on what we're doing here today. That's going to be the new rule. When y'all change the rules about appellate judges and district court judges to get your way, I thought it was a really abuse of power. And what you have done here is you've made the caucuses, the Republican and Democratic caucuses, are now not going to have to reach across the aisle when it comes to appellate judges and district court judges to get input from us or we get input from you. So what does that mean? That we're going to pick the most hard-ass people we can find. Oh, Jesus. And dare somebody in the conference to vote against that person. You're going to have the most liberal members of your caucus <clears throat> pushing you to pick the most liberal judges because you don't need to have to reach across the aisle to get any of our input. And we'll do the same. So over time, the judiciary is going to be more ideologically driven because the process in the Senate now does not require you to get outside your own party. So I'll be fighting talk radio when somebody on my side puts up a nut job, and they will. And I'll fight if I think they're truly a nut job. And it's going to happen on your side, too. So that uh, the first part of that, I don't know how he gets out from under that. Uh, but also, who cares? It's all been thrown out the window. So what are you going to hate Lindsey Graham, uh, people in the left? They already, already do. Yeah, we already hate him. And also, if you want to call him a hypocrite, I think you're right. You want to call Harry, Harry uh, I'm sorry, uh, McConnell a hypocrite? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. But... How much force does the word hypocrite have when you've been calling them Nazis and fascists and authoritarians and, uh, you know, and essentially murderers now for years and years and racists and sexists? You've called them everything on the book. Hypocrite? It sounds like a compliment <laughs> at this point. It's ridiculous. I mean, there is part of this that that you've made your bed, you sleep in it, that, that is a little delicious. I've got to say. Just on the politics alone, because you were fine doing this. You were fine with all this crap and all this stuff you gave and Adam Schiff gave, all the crap he gave about Russia and the leaks, and it was built on nothing in this huge Washington cabal. 
the time it wasted, and the, and the damage it did to this country, and because all these idiots with therapy dogs, like that woman who was screaming, and we played at the first part of the show, you know, all it does is exacerbate their, uh, you know, their symptoms, so they never get to heal. So you've done this to your own side. You've cultivated this insanity and this hysteria, and you've divided the country even more and brought up national anxiety. You made SNL stop doing comedy because of this idiocy, and all because of the lies that you built and cultivated and reinforced through all these years. And no, I'm not going to say sorry. I don't care. I don't. This you deserve this. You deserve this loss. For I mean this. You, what's going to happen? You, you deserve this correct procedure where the president nominates somebody for the Supreme Court and the House. Um, the Senate. The Senate. Oh, sorry. The, the Senate uh, confirms. The dog is just under the table here in mid-wires in, getting so close. Speaking of that, I want to play a little something here. Uh, this is neither here nor there. This, but this is uh, Bill Maher during his show. The, the, this is uh, Bill Maher during his show breaks the news that that uh, in the last minute of a show or so, he's got two comedians on there with him, breaks the news that uh, Ginsburg has passed away. And you can tell he's in a salty mood because he gets very snippy with one of the contestants. <laughs> one of the contestants, one of the guests there. Um, Tom, do we have this somewhere? By any chance? Mm, maybe I do. Oh, no. It's, oh, this is you. Oh, sorry. I'm, we're doing this the rushed way. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Um, all right. I'll have to try that later. So, um, so far, Olympia Snow. Alice, why don't you give us a, tell us what Olympia Snow, Olympia Snow, she's gone. Um, who's the other one from Maine? Susan Collins. Susan Collins from Maine. And this is the problem, is that there's so much pressure put on these people now saying that this is the end of the world. These are the end times. If you dare consider doing this, stealing this, destroying the legacy of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, don't you even dare. So some Republicans are getting scared. Uh, not surprisingly, here in Massachusetts, Charlie Baker, you know. It, oh, he already said. It, yes. Yeah. And, and we assume Mitt Romney's going to do the same thing. Um, but uh, Susan Collins now has come out saying that essentially that she thinks it should be done after the election. Uh, basically, it's a little bit weasel worded. She's kind of hedging her bets. Um, she basically said, you know, it's the president's right to pick somebody. And he can pick somebody, and it's okay if they start to go through the process of the judicial, um, whatever, the judicial committee uh, approval process and all that stuff. Uh, so she's okay with it if, if things sort of, if the ball gets rolling on a nominee. Um, but she said basically that there shouldn't be a final confirmation vote by the Senate until after the election, and that... Um, the Supreme Court vacancy should be filled by the person who's elected on November 3rd. So she's kind of hedging her bets a little. A few people have pointed out she hasn't actually said, you know, she won't vote for the person post-November 3. Um, so so she's kind of leaving open the door a little bit. Um, mm. But she did kind of say, like, it should be the person who's elected on November 3. So I, I think she's kind of trying to play both sides a little bit. She's hoping she's going to get reelected. But she also knows she might not be. I think that if she's not reelected, that she's wide open uh, after the election to vote on someone. So tell me something. Right. Um, 
what are oh, I, I promise that Bill Maher thing? What are um, why is it? Why do people want the? Why do people want the vote to be after the election? What does that do? Um, I mean, I guess it's safer if you're up for re-election. So, like, if you're Susan Collins, right? Like, you can. Somebody's going to be mad at you, whichever way you vote on a nominee, right? Somebody's going to be mad if you vote yes, and somebody's going to be mad if you vote no. So you have the potential to lose votes. If you say, like, I don't think we should vote on the nominee till after the election, then, you know, you can play both sides a little bit. You can get reelected, and then you have the shot to actually vote on somebody, you know, afterwards. But, you know, the, the Senate can vote on the person up until January 20th. Nothing's stopping them. So when they're or until they're whatever, until their session expires at the beginning of January. Right. So, um, you know, they have another two months to figure it out after November 3rd. All right. These people we're going to listen to are Tim O.D.C., Trey Crowder and Bill Maher. I have uh, I have a minute and a half left. Um, I just see they're putting on the prompt here. Ruth Bader Ginsburg just died. No way. Ch- uh, I, the way you check the prompter like I'm lying. No, I'm shocked. <laughs> I know, but I told you, you can believe me. Yeah, he's salty. Where you check the prompter like I'm lying. Jesus, Bill, come on. Calm down, man. He's shocked. I would check the prompter, too, if I could see it. But he's obviously very upset. Um, you know, it, it's... Here's the thing. I've talked to some people, including some people who... who are political consultants or have run campaigns, et cetera. And they say that by McConnell, by doing this, is guaranteeing that the Republicans lose the Senate. And maybe people believe or, or are all invested in this fairy tale or this, the legend of, of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and she worked out until the last day, and, and we love her, and she was a saint among people. Maybe they're all there into that. And maybe it makes enough, it, 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 it um it does enough for people in the middle and the suburban moms to uh say you know what Trump is a jerk for doing this this is her legacy that he's ruining etc and maybe Trump loses the election for this and if he does if they get a a Supreme Court justice in successfully which is completely uh, their prerogative they should be able to do it and he loses the election it's worth it. <laughs> It's, I mean, a hundred percent. It's worth it because if you, one, it's just, I mean, this feat, the feat of doing it. Um, I, I, I like you would say Alice probably because of Kavanaugh, you're angry because of Kavanaugh, and there's some a little bit there as well. Mm-hmm. But also, it's because screw you. I've had enough of you. Being so naive about politics and what happens there day in and day out that you get to have a tantrum, a loud tantrum. And this includes some media, too. Every time something happens that you don't recognize or don't understand, you know, you need to learn the hard way that that's how it works in politics. And it's not fair. And, yes, they said that Mitt Romney, you know, that he killed people. <laughs> they said that he was going to put black people back in chains. And he that was binders fair. full of women. Yes, and that wasn't fair. And that wasn't right that they did that. It was wrong. And it's mean. It was a distortion. He's a decent man. And you people had no problem with it because he was the bad guy then, right? No. 
you were now you love him, of course. Of course, you destroyed his career, but no. And the same thing with with being so angry about Kaylee McEnany and uh, and uh, before her uh, Sarah Huckabee in Spicer, liars, liars! You get to yell at Spicer at his book signing. He, he's not allowed to have a book signing. You get to yell at him because he's a liar. You didn't watch, being, uh, you know, Jay Carney and uh, you know the Trump. I'm sorry, the, the Obama people, Josh Ernest and uh, the other guy. I can't forget his name. You didn't watch him at all. I watch them every day. Don't tell me what a liar is. I saw it every day as if Trump people invented lying. Just like <laughs> Trump invented the photo op. How dare you for being so frigging naive and so in, in, having so little knowledge about politics that it's all new to you and that's personal now. No, we take to the streets. No, now if my guy, when your guy wins, that's fine. My guy wins, including Trump, who was... My last pick is my guy. <laughs> if my guy wins, now it's Nuremberg, and you know I'm involved, and you're going to make sure that there's a reckoning after this, and we're we're hauled before the Hague. I'm just sick of that. I'm sick of that. I was having to play nursemaid to our people on the other side, including family and friends. We're not allowed to bring certain things up because your feelings get hurt if we talk. If there's a free and open discussion about politics, sure, you're allowed to call. Me and my people, Nazis, left and right, and section of sexist and misogynists, and 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 say it's very and say I'm I'm an evil person for being concerned that a grown man is allowed to use the same bathroom my seven year old daughter is. I'm a bad person for thinking that, and I'm not allowed to say anything in response to that suggestion because I'm bad and you're noble for like. Screw you! I'm sorry. And I'm actually in a good mood right now. It sounds like I'm yelling. <laughs> but, um... Well, right. We both had family members, you know, tell us that we can't talk politics around them anymore because they're they're too sensitive when, when things go bad for their side. They can't handle it. It's too, you know... I mean, even when things aren't going badly for their side, the last time, so when we had a... You know, we have a family group chat on text, and um, one of my siblings demanded to be removed from the family group chat because there was too much politics. But that was because um, um, a Trump justice gave the left... So Article 2 of our Constitution says the president shall nominate justices of the Supreme Court. I don't think it can be any more clear, can it? I don't think so. I don't think so. What do you think, Tom? Tom Tillis? I don't think it can be any more clear. Trey Cowdy. This is North Carolina. <laughs> Fill this. this can only happen in North Carolina. Uh, I hope you hear that back home. Look at all that press. That's a lot of press. That's a lot of <laughs> fake news. A lot fake of fake news. news. Well, I hope they hear. So the chant, this is a new one. Fill that seat. This is the chant. This can only happen to me. Fill that seat. <laughs> no, it says the president is supposed to fill the seat, right? And that's what we're going to do. We're going to fill the seat. So this is in North Carolina, Fayetteville, North Carolina. This is just a second ago, a couple of minutes ago. And I've been seeing, getting messages from from my friends. Oh, I've been getting messages from my liberal friends 
text messages saying Trump must be high in cocaine tonight or his meds have come in or whatever. It's interesting how my liberal friends who hate Trump always watch every speech he gives. They can't get away from it. They have to watch every speech he gives. And that's happening again uh, tonight. Um, we'll play a little bit more of this stuff if we have it. I'm sorry I, I hit that by mistake, but go ahead. What were you saying? Remember? Oh, I was saying that um, the last family member who demanded that I not speak to her about politics ever again, it was because... Um, because of, uh, I forget even which one it was, but there was some LGBT victory in the Supreme Court that I, I'm pretty sure Gorsuch actually wrote the decision, you know, in which he was with RBG in the decision. So it, it was a, some LGBT victory. And I said, like, look, wow, like, don't you like this? That like a Trump appointee did this like pro LGBT decision or whatever. They were like, just don't, don't, don't gloat to me about Trump and his judicial and i was like oh i thought it was like a positive thing for your side that you would like this that like trump nominees aren't so ideological or you know against everything you believe in like this trump nominee did something i thought you would like so that you would be happy but i'm not allowed to, that's not they can't <laughs> i don't know it was so that was that was the impetus i'm now not allowed to talk politics to that family member because they felt i was gloating because i was like look trump did something i thought you would like you know, but no, that's he is no. having way too much fun at this rally. So else, <laughs> here's another. This Trump. is a little bit of news we get out of this cut here. So we will uphold equal justice under the law for citizens of every race, color, religion, and creed. I will be putting forth a nominee next week. It will be a woman. Here we go. Come on. I it want my Annie Coney woman. Barrett. Yeah. I mean, it's got to... <laughs> he's in too much of a good good mood. He's in the best mood when he speaks to a crowd and... And... um, And... Sorry. And they're saying something that he considers edgy. Ready? A woman or a man. So, would you rather have me choose? This very scientific poll. Actually, it's a lot more accurate than these polls that interview like 97 people have been interviewed. Then, you know, they charge you a million dollars and they probably don't interview the people. They sit behind their desk and just say, would you rather have a woman on the Supreme Court? Yes, woman, yes. Tom Tillis says yes. So would you rather have a woman or would you rather have a man on the Supreme Court? Ooh. What's going on? Let's give it one more quick chance. This is a free poll. This poll, <laughs> and this is a lot of people. This is tens of thousands of people. This is a lot of people. You know, the fake news, they'll say he had a smattering of people. You know, they always say. If Bernie Sanders had a crowd, oh, he had a massive crowd. It was so big. With me, my crowds are five times bigger than Bernie's. And they'll say, he had a smattering of people. There were people. There were in the middle of an airport that nobody ever heard of, right? Here we are. Thousands. If, they, if those people, come on, bring them over. What the hell? At this point, might as well <laughs> let them come on over. Yes. Come on over. You got thousands of people behind these people. I would imagine the sight lines aren't too good. You have stands in front. Okay, so one more time. Who would rather have a man on the Supreme Court? 
Well, you, you, the man is. Who would rather have a woman on the Supreme? Wow, he's enjoying <laughs> this. He's now walking around like. <laughs> now, tomorrow, like fake news, CNN, he was playing games with the United States. It is a terrible thing he's done. No, I'm just taking a poll, please. <laughs> he's taking a poll. And by the way, that's a very accurate poll because that's the way I feel. It will be a woman, a very talented, very brilliant woman. Well, well, well. There we go. Else, what else am I missing? What else we were bringing up today that I need to uh, talk about? Um, Amazing Grace. Are we going to talk about that or no? Sure. Um, well, last night, Tom and I were watching the news, and uh, we were flipping through the channels. We saw some of Maddow uh, talking about RGB, RB, RBG. I have trouble with the acronym. Um, but uh, she had the footage going from the Supreme Court. A crowd had gathered. They're all holding candles, and uh, the crowd starts singing Amazing Grace. And, um, you know, I thought it was kind of nice Maddow was tearing up it was mm-hmm. a very moving moment amazing grace well but the crowd kind of forgot and a lot of uh very woke twitter activists have now been complaining about is that uh uh ruth bader ginsburg was jewish i don't know if you've realized oh, no and uh amazing grace is a song about the christian conversion and redemption uh repentance under in, in under christ and grace and you know (laughs) so so uh you know singing a song about you know realizing the power of god's grace to convert us to christianity about the death of a jewish person is a little you know eh. oh my goodness that is that is awful stuff that that could even happen in this country so what seemed like a moving moment was it as it turns out was not really that's the woke crowd has a problem with that too now so it's not well, I mean, here's the thing. They're outside of the um they're outside of the um Supreme Court and they're singing Amazing Grace. I mean, how many songs do you have that everybody knows? You've got Amazing Grace, you've got uh Happy Birthday, you've got which <laughs> not might, right for the right, situation. Right. I mean, the the was the is the Save Kavia, what's what's the Jewish song that the Maze what's the one that they the Da, 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 da. Yes. Are they all supposed to know that? Yeah. Well, but that's also that's a happy celebratory song. That's you can't really do that for that. Um, I mean, it's a tough one. There, there is a shared, you know, Christian Jewish heritage here. You know, it's a, in terms of songs, I, I mean, is Amazing Grace appropriate? Not really for a Jewish person's death. Why I mean, is it not? It's just a song. It's just the sentiment of the song is peace and love. It, it doesn't matter. Peace and love. Yeah, they also sing John Lennon's Imagine, which right. people it's also just, have a problem Jesus. with. I mean, yeah. Oh, man. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not like they're going to sing the national anthem, right? That was the other one we talked about them bringing up. I mean, uh, I do think it's... A, I think people just think... I, I mean, I don't think the people singing it for Ruth Bader Ginsburg are big into christianity anyway necessarily i don't think they were singing it for some big christian reason you know i think to them it's just like a cultural peace and love song like you were saying um you know i certainly think of it as a christian song so it probably would have occurred to me but you know like some and i think somebody 
I think some people did do some more Jewishy things, um, you know, to to honor her. And Jewishy her... things. What is that supposed um, to mean? What's the thing called that they read a uh, Ipikins of the K? I don't know. Let me look it up. Know. What you're supposed to read for a Jewish person? Um, <laughs> let me look it up because it it is like the whole thing is not. It's not what you're supposed to do for Jewish people. I don't know. Alice. You know, singing Amazing Grace. Okay. Well, anyway, there's nothing to it. I think that that, that she probably would have appreciated the sentiment. Um, and maybe it's, it's for them. You know, maybe they were doing it for them and out of peace and love. I have no problem with them singing the song. Um, they could have read a psalm. That's the I would, I would Jewish thing. I would think that probably the depth of uh, Ginsburg is probably um, an inch deep. Uh, the depth of knowledge is an inch deep. I, they probably don't know anything about it anyway. Most of these people who go out there and just people who are led around by spiritual uh, emotion, um, you know, uh, these are people who, who, as younger people, have symbols of unicorns around and you know, happy magical things, and they're always um, not religious but they're spiritual. And, you know, it's, they're probably very nice people and it's very, very cute, but they, they have, they're not necessarily, uh, super geniuses. All right. So I think we're caught up for tonight on the, uh, Ginsburg, uh, stuff, the fallout now. There were a couple of, um, looks like protests. There was a protest in Philly, certainly some kind of, or brawl or something in Philly today where some, where a woman was uh, pushed around. And there's some video going around that shows something in New York City, I think. Uh, is it supposed to be a Ginsburg protest? I don't know. I don't know if Antifa and the BLM and whatever other or whatever other like black, uh, black rock Antifa nihilist anarchists. I don't know if they've gotten yet their orders on how to how a nihilist anarchist is supposed to react to the death of a Supreme Court justice who was in her 80s and had cancer. But I'm sure they'll act it out. Um, I don't know if the, I don't know what the Proud Boys are up to, or if the Google Loops or whatever these other ones are <laughs> either. But um, but uh, we'll see. I mean, we can tell so far that people are going to hang handle this bad because we can't, just can't handle things. Uh, Republicans need to hold the line and just do the right thing. It's your job. Just try to do part of your job. Nominate the person. It's going to be Amy Coney Barrett. I'm pretty sure, and then. Hold hearings. The Democrats are going to do everything crazy. I assure you. I think they're going to. I, I seriously think that they're going to leave Washington D.C. This is going to make Kavanaugh look like a cakewalk. It really yes, is. I think they're going to leave D.C. in a sign of protest. They're going to leave D.C. and go to like Delaware, probably where Biden is, and you know, symbolically go somewhere where there's a civil rights march or somewhere, and and to be performative and be artists and and lie on the ground or whatever they're going to do now. They had the dashikis on a couple of months ago. <laughs> And then uh, they were taking a knee, except for um, Nadler, who couldn't take a knee, and I understand. Um, but they're going to do something, something petulant on a huge scale, and they're going to dare you to judge them. But you should judge them, because they've got a job to do. At the end of the day, they have a, it's a nice club they live in, in Washington, D.C., and uh, they get to go to a lot of nice parties. They get a lot of stuff for free. They all seem to get really, really rich while they're down there. And hold them to account. Do not let these people get away with this stuff. We'll get through it and get that nominee, Trump. Concentrate, President Trump. 
focus on this. Get your nominee out there and get McConnell, get together with McConnell, and at any costs, uh, at any costs, confirm this nominee. Thank you for joining us for this Saturday. That was Alice Shattuck you've been listening to, by the way. Tom Shattuck right here. Say goodbye, Alice. Bye. And um, there's another sleeping Shattuck in this room right now. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a crazy time. We're going to try to just, uh, you know, keep you uh, informed as we go through it. And, uh, you know, we'll experience all this crazy ride together. We'll all be all right in the end. Take it easy. C'est la vie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.